right. Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, the College Admissions Podcast for the Savvy Student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please leave us a rating or a comment as well, as that really helps this podcast reach more people. We also do have a Patreon now if you are looking to more directly support the podcast in some small way. Please check us out at patreon.com slash accepted for access to additional resources that will help you reach your college goals. All right. Today, I wanted to talk about summer. And you're like, wait, it's January. Why are we talking about summer? The reason is because a lot of deadlines are actually for summer are like right now. And so a lot of the major programs, whether that be pre-college programs, whether that be internships, whether that be some of these more hands-on learning experiences, a lot of these programs, their deadlines are going to be February, early March. And so starting to think about your summer is actually a really, really big deal because summer is very important. One of the things that we have seen this past cycle is that we have really seen, we've really seen kind of COVID's impact on students and their ability to be interesting competitive candidates. Because COVID knocked out so many extracurriculars, because it meant summers where you're just stuck in your home, we had a round of candidates that honestly just didn't have that many extracurriculars to talk about. And that's fine. College admissions officers get that, right? But at the same time, the lack of um, extracurricular opportunities meant a lack of exposure to difference, to challenge, to failure, to new ideas, right? And, and that lack of exposure also meant that the kids just honestly had less to talk about and were less interesting. And so this becomes a very important thing as the world opens back up, making sure that your summer is meaningful, making sure that your summer gives you the opportunities and give, and lays the groundwork for you to stand out is important because the rest of your year is all kind of the same. You all take the same classes. You all have kind of pretty similar extracurricular activities unless you've really kind of worked hard to make yourself stand out. So summer is really a time to distinguish yourself in some meaningful way. Um, the other reason why summer is very important is because summer is long, right? Depending on your school, summer is anywhere from two and a half to three months. Um, and that's basically the same as your fall semester, right? Fall semester is like like September, October, November, and then that's really kind of it, right? Because December is like two weeks and then you're off, right? Summer is basically the same length as that. And if you think about what you do in a semester, right? You attend six to seven courses, right? Classes, right? You have homework for all of them. You do a sport, you do an extracurricular activity, and then you probably have volunteer work on the weekend, right? And so that's hundreds and hundreds of hours of productive and quote unquote productive, right? Activity. And so college admissions officers are basically looking at your summer and say, hey, you know, clearly you're capable of doing this much and this many things in a three-month span. What are you going to do when you now have that same three-month span, but you get to fully decide what you are doing, right? And so they're going to be looking for that. So that's one thing is that summer is no joke, right? Of course, you should be using your summer to relax a little bit and wind down. But summer ultimately is a time to demonstrate that here are the things that I'm interested in. Here are the things that I would pursue if I had 
full control over my schedule because that's kind of what college is, right? Yes, you have to take requirements, et cetera, but by and large, your schedule is yours to decide. And colleges want to see, right? If we give a student some autonomy, if we give student independent control of their schedule, what are they going to do? How are they going to use that time? Are they going to waste it? Are they going to binge watch every single season of some anime on Netflix? What are they going to do, right? And so that's part of it. The other is that summer is a great, how should I put this, is a great time to experiment. A lot, a lot, a lot of students that come to me, regardless of grade, right, have come and they said, you know, I don't know what I want to do. And you don't have to. You have all of college to make that decision. But for the purposes of college, you do want to at least show that you have a narrative, right, that you have a clear thing that you are pursuing and that that is easily proven through the activities you've engaged in. And so summer, especially for younger students, for students who are finishing their freshman year or finishing their sophomore year, right? Summer is a great time to try a bunch of small things to see if this is something that you want to become more interested in. If you don't know specifically what you, which STEM field you want to go into that you find biology interesting, but you also think chemistry is kind of cool and you've heard a lot of, about how much money a, a doctor can make, right? But biotech also sounds really fascinating, right? Summer is a great time to dabble in a few different meaningful experiences so that you can more definitively say, for now, this is the thing that I think I'm really interested in, right? And it can also start to give you the vocabulary to say, I want to have more experiences like this, right? And then if you're working for, with a consultant, for example, or even if you're just working with your, with your talking to your parents, you being able to more clearly articulate what it is you want, allows the adults around you who want you to succeed, right? Allows the adults around you to support you in the most meaningful way. Those are a couple of the reasons why summer is important, right? One is that it is a measure of your time and colleges are looking to find independent, initiative-seeking people who are willing to challenge themselves and expose themselves to new things. This also gives you more examples and experiences, lived experiences, to talk about come interview time. And I've mentioned before how important I really do think the interviews are going to become in the admissions process. Right? So that's one. Number two, it's a time to experiment, right? You don't have this time in school because you are going from class to class to class to class. And then you have soccer until 7 p.m. And then you get home, you eat dinner, you shower, it's nine. And then you've got like four hours of homework to do because you've got a lab report due tomorrow along with a poem analysis, right? And so now it's midnight. You're not going to have time to sit and be like, huh, I wonder what I actually love, right? It's a bigger problem with education that I don't have time to get into right now, but um, that is the thing, right? And so you need to make sure that it's uh, meaningful. And therefore, in order to make sure it's meaningful, you need to start early because um, that's when the there are the most available options. Once those doors start to close, you are ending up choosing from what's left. And if you're choosing from what's left, that means you're not going to have that uh, intentional or meaningful of a summer. Okay, so that's just some of my initial thoughts on why it's important. And so the summer can be spent a couple different ways. But one of the main questions that I get a lot and around which I have just some thoughts are all of these pre-college summer programs. So a lot of Ivy Leagues, a lot of big schools offer pre-college programs where um, you can take a class at the campus and you can get some college credit. And they do tend to offer classes that are of a more wider range of interests than what is offered in uh, high school. I have a lot of parents and students ask, well, 
should I just take this, right? Because it's a name brand that is awesome, right? Being able to say, I went to Harvard over summer. Sounds like it should be good, right? I'm able to take a class that is at college level difficulty. Sounds like it should be good. And I'm able to experience the campus, right? And so I can get a better sense of, do, do I actually like living at Harvard, in Boston, et cetera, et cetera. And all of these things are true, right? I don't want to negate any of those. Uh, however, the summer programs are also by and large pay to play. Um, there are very few summer programs that have a rigorous assessment process. Yes, you have to write a brief essay. Yes, you have to answer maybe some questions. But by and large, if you have the money to afford it, you're probably going to get in as long as you apply before by the deadline and you're early, right? Because a lot of these programs are also first come, first serve. So that's part of it is that and admissions officers know this. Admissions officers know that many of these programs are basically pay to play, right? And as mentioned in my previous podcast about the Supreme Court issue, uh, the Supreme Court case as uh, becomes potentially harder for admissions officers to create a socioeconomically diverse class. All you attending a summer pre-college program is telling them is that you have quite a good amount of disposable income to just go off and do a thing, right? Because these programs are also not cheap. And so, yes, I think there is some value and I think they can be meaningful experiences, especially if what you want to use this for is the thing that I mentioned before about dabbling. If you're interested in finding out more about what you actually care to study, summer programs, especially shorter ones, right, can be great, right? Taking a few of these can be an excellent way to um, discern what you actually potentially would be interested in doing. Um, summer programs are also excellent if you are thinking of applying to the UK. Um, the UK does not really care that much about your extracurricular activities. They care primarily about your grades and have you really pursued the thing that you say you want to study? Because in the UK, you have to declare your major pretty much from the jump, as opposed to waiting for two years before you declare your major, right? And so in your essay, right, what they want to see is evidence that, oh, you say you want to be an architect. How much architecture stuff have you done? And in that context, saying I went to summer program after summer program about architecture is awesome, right? And so there is absolutely a time, a place, and a space for these pre-college summer programs, whether that be using to dabble, whether it be using to really pursue an academic interest, especially if you are applying to the UK, and especially if your school does not provide the resources that you need to pursue a particular course of learning. A lot of schools do not have higher level STEM options, right? Higher level STEM, it could be anything, right? Physics 2, Physics C, to some degree BC Calc, definitely linear algebra and multivariable, as well as in the computer sciences. A lot of schools do not have the resources or the educators to teach at this high level or the demand, right? Because these are very, there's going to be very few students who are going to reach that echelon in high school. And so this can be a great way to show your capabilities as a student if you feel your school's curriculum is limiting what you are able to demonstrate. Okay, so there absolutely is value. However, in part because these are pay to play, if you are in a financial situation where you can afford to do so, I would almost treat these as safeties, right? Treat these as the guaranteed thing that I can do, right? If nothing else falls, if everything else falls through, because I think that in terms of initiative, in terms of passion, in terms of 
putting yourself in a space where you can experience failure, which is, I think, a really essential learning process and a really essential growth maturity process that most students aren't allowed to have because you're told to run away from failure. And it's one of my main things that I really care very deeply about is I, there needs to be a better way for students to fail safely to fail with a safety net, to fail with some consequences, of course, right? But to fail and then have the support system around them to help them learn how to get back on their feet because that is such an important maturing process that is so important for you being able to speak meaningfully about things that you care about. But you're not going to find those in a pre-college program. And so the next question that I get a lot is test prep, right? Should I spend my summer grinding away, especially if there is an August SAT, right? Or a July ACT, should I spend the summer, right? Because that is kind of the most concentrated period of time where I have nothing else going on, right? So if I'm a rising junior, right? um, And if you're ambitious, maybe even a rising sophomore, should I be spending my time really going to um, some of these boot camps? I've had students who um, are uh, shipped off to Korea, for like four to six weeks and they're going at it around 60 hours a week of just test prep grind grind test prep grind grind learn all this vocab do practice tests, go at it again and then i mean these it pays off they come back with amazing scores but that becomes one of the questions and, and especially in a world where test scores are becoming have seemed to become more optional how important is dedicating that time to test prep when I can dedicate it to almost anything else? And that's a tricky answer. As with every question, there is nuance in terms of how to answer this because it's going to depend on each student's context. And what I would say is that if I would say that test prep still is going to be important. You can see from MIT and from Georgia Tech and from a few other schools that have said, hey, actually, No more test optional. Testing is required now. One of the things that COVID and test optional has done is that it has burst open the floodgates in terms of applicants, right? If I don't need to submit my test scores, I'm going to apply to every single school, right? Whereas test scores used to exist as a bit of a limiter, uh, almost as a gate for only a certain caliber of students to apply. And I think what a lot of universities have realized is that While it's great to get all these numbers and the way it impacts our acceptance rate and how that boosts us on U.S. news is fantastic, right? We went from being a, you know, 20% acceptance uh, to down to like 11, 12, right? That means we're more selective and that fits into U.S. news's algorithm. So our ranking is going to go up a little bit. Fantastic. Awesome. Great. But we're all exhausted because instead of our normal five to 6,000 applicants that we've had to parse through, we had 10,000 this year and we don't have the staff to deal with it. And so I think what a lot of schools are realizing is that standardized tests serve a very important function when you're ultimately just reading a bunch of data and trying to build a class from that data, removing that data point or making that data point optional is just adding a lot of superfluous work, right? When it could very quickly serve as a quick screen on candidates that you weren't going to let in in the first place, but because it's your job, you have to read their whole application. So I do think that test prep, uh, that standardized tests are going to come back in some form, especially at the most competitive schools, absolutely at some of the more competitive schools. 
So I think that it is worth investing in. However, I do think that test prep is one of those things now, given that there is so much flexibility and given the reality that there are so many good schools out there, um, I do think that, and many of whom will still not require the SAT or the ACT, I think that the test prep is something that you dedicate your time to, but you spend, put a time limit on, right? You say, okay, I'm going to spend, I'm going to try to take the test this many times, and after that, I'm done. Because you should be dedicating that time to something else. And so my general recommendation for students has been look at the year that you finish Algebra 2. If you are early, you're going to be done with it your freshman year or you may be done with it your sophomore year. Whichever year you finish your Algebra 2, that summer is when you should start really thinking about the SAT or the ACT. Spend that summer practicing. Take the August SAT. Take the September or even the July ACT. Get it done. And if you aren't satisfied with your scores, you have a couple more opportunities and that's it, right? And so if you really want to do test prep, I think it's much better, more effective if you just condense it to one summer and get it done, right? And done well, and then you can move on. Because to me, I think that while test prep will be important, everything else that you can gain from meaningful summer experience is going to be as useful, if not more so. So... Look to the year that you're done with Algebra 2 or whatever the equivalent of that is in your school um, and use that summer to get test prep out of the way. All right, that's kind of part one and where I kind of really just briefly covered, you know, why should you take summer seriously? What are some possibilities? Should you use it for test prep? Next episode, I'm going to do a deeper dive into the opportunities that I've found to demonstrate the things that I've talked about here, right? Initiative, confidence, right? The does it willingness to expose yourself to new environments, the willingness to expose yourself to failure, but also activities that are going to help you distinguish yourself in a super competitive field. So next week, I will give you uh, some more tips on how to go about identifying, pursuing, and securing a summer experience that is going to really help your application stand out in a meaningful way. And we'll dive more into that next week. All right. Okay. So uh, for now, thanks for listening to The Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on summer planning. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are getting this. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date as well. We also regularly host events, both in person and online. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me and real admissions officers, check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events that is tokyoacademics.com slash events that's it for today and remember the key to getting in is getting ready thank you